Hello, friends. Jim Nance of CBS Sports. You're listening to a golf show that I think is unlike any other. Views from the Rough with my good pal, Kevin Allen. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to another week of Views from the Rough, where every week I'm joined by the biggest names, players, and newsmakers from the world of golf. This week from the PGA Championship at one of the toughest courses to host a major, Whistling Straits in Kohler, Wisconsin, I'll be joined by last week's champion of the Bridgestone Invitational, Hunter Mahan. Then I'll be joined by a rookie making his first appearance. Elkridge Club Director of Instruction, David Hutzel. Then I'll close the show with my guy, the voice of CBS Sports and the anchor of the network's golf coverage, Jim Nance. But first, I'll be joined by a man who will proudly tell you he's an American citizen since February 23rd. CBS golf analyst and resident funny man, David Faraday. When views from the rough, golf talk and more continues. For the past several years, Bob Duff, a Northern Virginia businessman and baseball fanatic, has been giving back to the kids of the Washington area the passion of fun and playing baseball. With the help of many of his friends and former and current Major League Baseball players, Bob has set up clinics and camps for kids anywhere from 6 to 22 years of age in the downtown Washington, Baltimore, and their suburban areas. Many of these kids come from at-risk areas and situations where there's just one parent or none at home. By learning to play baseball, no matter what their ages, these kids have something positive that they can work on, approve upon, and look forward to. Join Bob and his special group of friends by going to DiamondDreamFoundation.org and learn more about their sponsorship opportunities, their activities, and how you, too, can be a volunteer for this very special group. You can reach them by calling 703-409-9556. That's 703-409-9556. Hello, sports fans. This is Bruce Hall. I've been filling corporate and private orders for sporting event and concert tickets for the past 26 years. Whether it's to a local or regional sporting event like a Redskins or Ravens game or a Nationals or Orioles game or to any NFL or Major League Baseball game anywhere in the country, I'll find you the ticket that you, your friends, or your associates are looking for. Since 1984, I've been filling the hardest to fill orders for every major sporting event in the country. Whether it's the Masters in Augusta, Georgia in April or the Super Bowl wherever it may be located in February, I'll have every type of ticket to the event available. Whether it's just the ticket to the event or a complete package, including transportation, accommodations, and hospitality, putting that together is never a problem. Feel free to contact me or leave me a message 24-7 at 1-800-466-4748. That's 1-800-466-4748. Call me, Bruce Hall, for the finest in quality sports entertainment. Hi, this is Kevin Allen. You know me is the host of Views from the Rough Golf Talk Show, but in real life, I'm a professional photographer. For over 20 years, my photography company, Impact Images, has been providing same-day photography services for some of the largest celebrity golf tournaments, not only in the Mid-Atlantic area, but all over the United States. 
Passing clients include Booz Allen, Major League Baseball alumni, American Heart Association, NFL Players Association, Maryland Basketball, and the Gary Williams Invitational. Impact Images is a unique photography service that my associates and I show you how to make money from having a photographer instead of spending money on a photographer. One of the important parts of Impact Images is that we provide you with 50 photographs from my private collection of photography from events that I've covered all over the sports world. Call 443-838-8333 and let Impact Images make your charity golf tournament a success. Welcome back to Abuse in the Rough. I am joined by the one and only Mr. David Faraday. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you. Nice to nice to be on. Hey, uh, 1997, you joined the CBS broadcast team. You're truly one of the favorites in this country. You bring levity, but you bring a great insight to the game because you were a former player. Are you enjoying it as much as you seem to project it in your broadcast? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my grandfather always said to me, you know, the best way to look good in any business is to surround yourself with imbeciles. And uh, I'm fortunate in that this is such a stupid game. I mean, you really have to have something wrong with you to even consider doing it for a living. And uh, I played for a living for 20 years. Uh, I have great friends on both sides of the Atlantic and was fortunate enough to be in the right place, the right illegal Im- immigrant in the right bar at the right time when CBS needed to hire somebody. And, and as a player, you're fairly successful. You captained a Dunhill Cup team for your Irishman. You played on a Ryder Cup. And, and the thing that I remember, because I was just getting into golf at that Ryder Cup, the War on the Shore at Kiwa, is you had a big win in the singles. Nicky Faldo beat Raymond Floyd pretty convincingly. Then you came back and won. And you guys seemed to be then on a roll your thoughts after that win and say, hey, this is a good injection to the team because you'd only done fairly well in your matches with Sam Torrance's teaming up. Yeah, um, I ended up with a 500 record in the Ryder Cup. I I only got to play in one. I just missed the teams in uh, 89 and 93. But 91 at at, uh, Kia was a special time for me. I I got Payne Stewart, who was the current U.S. Open champion in the singles, and and managed to beat Payne, which is the only time I ever got one up on him. He always had the upper hand in in every walk of of life with me. He was a great friend, and I I miss him every day. But the Ryder Cup was a special event for me. Uh, It is for for anybody, and always has been. I I wrote a history of it, which nobody has ever read, I don't think. And I had to make the first 50 years up because it was so boring. Uh, You know, there's only so many ways you can describe a butt kicking that we got you know uh, every every time they played it for about the first 50 years is when the Europeans got involved and that great Ballesteros Lyle Faldo Woosnam Torrance Olathabal uh, Faldo Ballesteros you know, and started to turn it around you know I was fortunate enough to be on one of those teams and uh, it, it was a great experience you talked about Payne Stewart a couple weeks ago I was home and I heard the broadcast and you told the story about coming up to the tee and the lady ask you for your credentials and this is a side of pain that when people get to know him you are family and it doesn't matter when but that could have been a crucial turning point in that match 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was four up with four to play against Payne, and, and uh, I, I lost two holes in a row and was panic-stricken uh, as we tried to make our way to the 17th tee, uh, and it was complete chaos. The tunnel had collapsed, and uh, they'd lost control of the crowd, and we were sort of trying to make our way through, and a large lady marshal came, jumped on, poked me in the chest, said, where do you think you're going? And I'm, you know, in a Ryder Cup uniform with a wearing a golf club with my caddy behind me with the, my name on the bag and I've just lost two holes and I, I was about to go Ryder Cup Postal uh, when an arm came around my shoulder and Payne put his face right against mine and I can still smell the red man you know and he's grinning like he used to you know and he said ma'am I'd love you to hold him right here but he's playing against me and he just sort of swept me up onto the tee uh, it was a great moment. He, Payne really understood the Ryder Cup. He was one of those players who, uh, who really got into the spirit of it, and uh, he could easily have left me there to just uh, lose my reason and probably lose 17 and then maybe 18 as well. But that's not who he was. Uh, a few years later, you know, he gave that putt to Colin Montgomery at Brookline after Colin had been so vilified by the Boston crowd. Like, you know, like visitors don't get vilified in Boston right. <laughs> and other sports. But he was a special, special person. Yeah, for me, that relationship was great. And for you to tell that story, I, it just brought back so many fond memories of him. And I truly do miss him. And I can look right here in your eyes and you can see that specialness. A man of levity, something funny. I don't think we see anything funny about the state of Tiger's game, especially after the other day's round. I saw a body language that I haven't seen in too many professional athletes, period. Your feelings on that and where he may have to go. Well, uh, any time that you go through a divorce, uh, especially when there are children involved, it really doesn't matter whose fault it is. Kevin, um, I've been uh, through that, uh, went through the tabloids, not nearly to the same extent as the incredible torture that he's been put through over the last year or so and uh, whether it's self-inflicted or not is kind of irrelevant golf is not a reaction sport it, it, there's not a ball coming at you you're not you know trying to avoid other people your, your mind isn't occupied with your own personal safety it's uh, there's a lot of spare time in between uh, just a few uh, minutes that you spend actually hitting the golf ball so you know, to control your thoughts and stop your mind from wandering. You know, I hear a lot about what's wrong with the swing and what's wrong with this. There's, you know, he just needs to get all of this behind him so that he can go out there and get back in the here and now and, and concentrate on what is happening instead of what might happen because that's where his mind has wandered to. Um, and for him to have finished fourth in the first two majors this year, I, I think personally, you know, are two of the greatest performances of his career, given the circumstances he uh, finds himself in. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Views from the Rough, and I'm your host, Kevin Allen, and I'm joined by CBS golf analyst, Mr. David Faraty. David, the PGA Championship's coming up. Your perspective of that is these young guys, the 20s, making the moves. Rory, from Ireland, your home. Uh, he's used to playing in conditions that we saw the last time at Whistling Straits. A lot of wind and the way the layout is, it's very conducive to courses as an Ireland. Does he have an advantage the way he's playing in it and also playing this week? I think Rory has an advantage uh, in a number of ways every time he tees it up. He is probably of the many young players we have out there now who have grown up with, with Tiger Woods as their target. That's where the bar was set. I grew up with, with people like Jack Nicklaus and uh, Lee Trevino, Tom Watson, uh, Greg Norman. Uh, I knew what, what was, it was possible to do in the world of golf. It's now apparently it's possible to do much greater things, at least in terms of the way the game is played. The numbers still 
say that Jack Nicklaus is the greatest, so he is. And until Tiger Woods, such time that, that he gets to 19 majors, Jack Nicklaus will, will remain so. But these kids, uh, and I think Rory is the best of them, have a different mindset. You can see by some of the scores that players are now shooting on golf courses that, trust me, uh, they're just not that easy. We're seeing 59, 60s, 61s. It seems week in, week out. It's amazing. And uh, next week uh, at Whistling Straits, one of the great newer golf courses uh, in this country that is uh, reminiscent of Royal Port Rush and Royal County Down. Uh, there are a lot of shots that you have to play in a similar manner. I, I would give Rory McIlroy a very serious chance, yes. And a relationship uh, 19 years earlier from Rory, the club that he played, you started as a club pro. Well, that's right. I was the assistant pro uh, at Hollywood Golf Club, which is Rory's home uh, club in between Bangor and Belfast in Northern Ireland, 19 years before the little swine was born, which is just depressing. You know, I'll, I'll be 52 next week and uh, on the Friday of the PGA Championship. And to think that uh, I was uh, stumbling around that place, you know, two decades before he was even dreamt of. I don't know. It's just it's wrong on so many levels. Hey, uh, on the other end, you've got to be quite proud this year, Graham and Rory's performances, but Graham in particular, he is one of the tour's nice guys, as you. You've got always have time for people, but, you know, Graham, I remember one time he had an 80, and he said, guys, what would you think of me if I wasn't here? So he is even, and he embraces this game for what it is and tries to grow this game. But what does that mean to you as an Irishman, Spreading the word. I mean, you've got to be chest out proud. I'm, I'm very proud uh, of both Rory and Graham, although I, I'm, I'm even prouder of the fact that I'm not an American. And uh, it is a little weird uh, to think that on the 23rd of February this year, I became an American, and all of a sudden, people from Northern Ireland started winning major golf tournaments like, uh, you know, the, at Quail Hollow, the Wachovia Championship, and uh, then the U.S. Open. It's almost like they were waiting for me to leave. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Views from Rough, and I'm with David Faraday. David, uh, being an American does mean so much to you, and right away you got into it to make a difference. You joined with a really dear friend of mine, Raquel, in Operation Lynx. You saw some things from afar, you participated minimally, and then you got into it, and now you're a major part of Operation Lynx. Tell us a little bit about that and why it inspired you. Well, I, I grew up uh, in, a, in an urban warfare environment in the 60s and 70s uh, in Northern Ireland. There were troops on the street. There were sectarian murders. There were bombs going off. It was, uh, you know, it, it was a strange environment, but it was just the way I grew up, and it didn't seem strange to me. But I, I knew by what I was reading in newspapers and seeing on the news that I wasn't getting the full story. Um, it interested me what was going on in the Middle East. I'd been there to play. I'd been there. Uh, my sister had, had worked in Baghdad as a nurse, and, and uh, I wanted to go. So uh, I went on a USO-sponsored trip. Uh, Rick was uh, in charge of that, along with uh, Donnie Hammond and Howard Twitty and a couple of other players, and uh, was just completely stunned by the, the, the difference in, in the public's perception uh, of the operation over there and what you actually see with your own eyes if, if you're lucky enough to, to spend some time with uh, any of the five branches of, of the uh, military here in the United States. I was stunned, first of all, by, by the restraint that they show on a daily basis. And anyone who's seen The Hurt Locker uh, would... would 
have an idea of what I'm talking about. The times that they don't pull the trigger, uh, where if it were me, it, it would be a constant rapid fire, I think. And uh, the compassion that they show uh, for the people uh, for whom, and, and they fight, you know, not because they hate what's there, it's because they love what they left behind. And it amazed me at the time that the only time I ever heard about an individual soldier or, or sailor, airman, marine, whatever, uh, it, it was when he or she was in trouble over some frat boy prank or, you know, a civilian had been killed, perhaps. You're fighting a, an enemy that hides behind women and children that refuses to wear a uniform, exactly the same as I grew up with. And we're not reading uh, about maybe the greatest good deed that one country has ever done for another in the history of the planet. We're talking about 50% of the population of Iraq, the females, now have a vote. Uh, they can learn to read. They can be educated. It's it, it's a gift unlike anything that has ever been given to another nation. And and we as Americans are responsible for it. And, and we should be proud of it. Since 1960s, you know, and, and the Vietnam era, Jane Fonda and, and her ilk, uh, there's been a separation between the, the military and, and civilian population in this country that I think is unacceptable. It's coming back together now and people are beginning to understand just how much we owe uh, our armed forces and how much we we should be grateful for their sacrifice, but I've made it a huge part of my life, and it's been a tremendous benefit to me personally to spend the amount of time that I do around our injured servicemen and women. They're the happiest and, and, and the, the best times of my life uh, have been the last four years. With the Troops First Foundation, we, we try to improve the quality of life and various uh, operations that we have, including proper exit, where we take soldiers back to the place where they were, were hit. Often they wake up uh, at Walter Reed or at Brook Army Medical Center from an induced coma, and they're special forces, perhaps. And, and the last time that they were conscious, they were in the fight with their brothers uh, and... They hadn't completed their mission, and they feel beaten, they, they, they're depressed, uh, they feel like they didn't accomplish what they set out to, and when we take them back, they get closure. They see a country that has now got a chance, they see uh, an environment in which children can, can be educated, women can be educated, and, and they, they each come back a different person uh, with a lot less uh, uh, trauma. Their night terrors are gone. Um, they can sleep with the light off. Uh, the stuff that affects uh, the, the, these people, uh, you wouldn't believe. And, and the sad part is when I visit psych wards and, and uh, VA hospitals around the country, you see men from Vietnam, uh, men from Korea still there, and, and they're still damaged. They didn't get this kind of help. You know, that was an unpopular war, apparently, Vietnam. Uh, like, this is called an unpopular war. I don't know if World War II was, was a... Korea. Yeah, World War II must have been a riot. Uh, World War I, my, uh, my grandfather fought at the Battle of the Somme. Uh, 95% casualties, the Royal Irish Fusiliers took, and he was one of the 5% who survived. He didn't speak for the rest of his life. Came home at 19 years of age, and, and I didn't understand why Papa wasn't able to speak until I became depressed later in life and an alcoholic and I researched my family's mental health history and that is one of the reasons that I became so uh, involved with this too. I, I have a genuine affinity with, with these uh, soldiers who come back and, and have this black vapor that hangs over them. Mine wasn't for an entirely different reason and, and uh, you know, not nearly so severe, but in many ways, you know, it's the same thing. And uh, having the ability to, to, to make their lives better is, is, is what makes my life. A friend of mine once told me, you know, everyone knows when they were born. It's uh, the lucky few who ever find out why. This feels like why I was born. 
Well, David, I am I am moved. I, I, I'm almost speechless. And anybody who knows me knows that that's a tough thing to do. But I'm sitting here and you becoming American, an American citizen. You may never, ever be able to wear the American uniform. But you're wearing the flag right now greater than 90% of the people here. You have embraced the American spirit. You've made a difference. And to help these young men, and you've explained so much more to me, I I can't thank you enough for other servicemen. My brother's in the service. He's an officer. He's going to go to Baghdad here shortly for what you're doing for these folks from all of us. Thank you, David Faraday. And, And this wasn't a funny subject which I think what you've just said has brought a smile to all of us. Well, uh, thank you, Kevin. And don't ever, don't ever thank me because, uh, as I said, you know, this is the greatest privilege I've ever had. It, it makes me, it makes my life so much better. Uh, it makes me so proud. And I am uh, the happiest and, and, and proudest American in the country right now. Uh, and I, I can't tell you just how much it does for me. It's selfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, we're going to close right now, but is there a website that my listeners can go to so we can make a difference? Sure. Um, you could either Google uh, Troops First Foundation or go to troopsfirstfoundation.org and you can find out uh, what we're all about. And there's a couple golf tournaments coming up, too. You mentioned one it's going to take in October at, at Chevy Chase. Yep. Uh, one in October at Chevy Chase. And I believe at the end of September, we're going to be at the National Golf Club on Long Island with a, an IED of golf. That's what we uh, all the days. I do a lot of hunting days for the, uh, the, the guys as well. And they're all uh, improvised explosive days of either golf, cycling, hunting or general tomfoolery. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to bring up cycling, but thanks so much, David. And uh, hopefully later in the year, beginning of next year, we'll get a preview and uh, you can keep us updated on what's going on Operation Links. Thank you. You're very welcome. Two-stroke win at the Bridgestone Invitational, Hunter Mahan answered some questions for me and the media. Hunter, it looks like if uh, Tigers to make a Ryder Cup team, it's going to be through a captain's pick. Uh, Captain Pavin will have to pick him because it looks like he's going to fall short after his outing this week at Bridgestone. Do you think uh, being a captain's pick, he'll be a good team player? Yeah, I, you know, I think for sure. You know, he. I mean, people don't think he's a, a team kind of guy, but he's he'll definitely be a great team member for sure and um you just never know when he can just kind of get it going a little momentum on his side and you know he i mean he's he's still still number one i think phil i mean so i mean he's he's still a dangerous guy and and he uh he's a good team member he really is you've won a couple times on tour second time this year is this definitely the best win of your career Obviously, to win any time on the PGA Tour is great, um, but an event like this, 80 of the best players in the world, um, 
this definitely means it's something special. You know, this is a great, great tournament. And, uh, no, it's definitely it's it's you know the best win of my career for sure. Hunter, with this win, you've moved to number two on the Ryder Cup's points list, which is essentially a shoe in to make the team through the points in the first eight picks. Uh, your thoughts? It's great. You know, it's I mean, you know, it's kind of weird to say it's you know I just want to make it on my own, but any way you make a Ryder Cup team is great. It really is. And um, but um, I felt you know my game was good enough to make it on my own, and that was a goal of mine this year. And you know, I was in it early and um, kind of been falling slowly but surely out of it. And um, But last couple of weeks, the game's been good. You know, I knew it was there. I knew I just had to keep going and keep trusting it. And, um, you know, this weekend I definitely just I kind of let everything go and just, you know, had some fun. And, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot to think about right now with the FedEx and, and Ryder Cup going in this week. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty proud of how I played and handled all the stuff that was going on kind of in, inside of my head and, and on the outside. Hunter, did you ever think that you'd beat Tiger Woods by 30 shots in a PGA Tour event, much less here at Firestone Country Club where he's essentially owned it, winning seven of the last nine years? I would say no. I never, ever, ever thought that would be possible. I never crossed my mind. So um, it's definitely different. And after the press conference, Hunter joined me for a more in-depth interview. That and more when Views from the Rough continues. For the past several years, Bob Duffy, Northern Virginia businessman and baseball fanatic, has been giving back to the kids of the Washington area the passion of fun and playing baseball. With the help of many of his friends and former and current Major League Baseball players, Bob has set up clinics and camps for kids anywhere from 6 to 22 years of age in the downtown Washington, Baltimore, and their suburban areas. Many of these kids come from at-risk areas and situations where there's just one parent or none at home. By learning to play baseball, no matter what their ages, these kids have something positive that they can work on, approve upon, and look forward to. Join Bob and his special group of friends by going to DiamondDreamFoundation.org and learn more about their sponsorship opportunities, their activities, and how you, too, can be a volunteer for this very special group. You can reach them by calling 703-409-9556. That's 703-409-9556. Open since 1999 in the Potomac Play Shopping Center in the heart of Potomac Village. The River Falls Market is a local favorite for fresh gourmet foods and fully prepared meals. They specialize in the freshest hand-selected seafood, hand-cut USDA prime beef, and fully prepared foods. Their in-house chefs create amazing entrees, appetizers, side dishes, soups, and desserts for a complete gourmet meal at home. The River Falls Market carries a fine selection of beer and wine and is the only place in Potomac to purchase cold beer and wine during the week and the only place to buy beer and wine on Sundays. They have an extensive pickup catering menu available online at riverfallsmarket.com. You can now order their famous Cadillac crab cakes for shipping nationwide on their website, riverfallsmarket.com. River Falls Market is located at 10124 River Road in the heart of Potomac Village. Their phone number is 301-765-8001. That's 301-765-8001. Hi, this is Kevin Allen. You know me as the host of Views from the Rough Golf Talk Show. But in real life, I'm a professional photographer. For over 20 years, my photography company, Impact Images, has been providing same-day photography services for some of the largest celebrity golf tournaments, not only in the Mid-Atlantic area, but all over the United States. Passing clients include... 
Booz Allen, Major League Baseball alumni, American Heart Association, NFL Players Association, Maryland Basketball, and the Gary Williams Invitational. Impact Images is a unique photography service that my associates and I show you how to make money from having a photographer instead of spending money on a photographer. One of the important parts of Impact Images is that we provide you with 50 photographs from my private collection of photography from events that I've covered all over the sports world. Call 443-838-8333 and let Impact Images make your charity golf tournament a success. ESPN Radio 1300, the sports station. I'm excited to be joined by Mr. Hunter Mahan. And we're sitting in the back seat of a courtesy car, a Lexus courtesy car. This is a first for me. But Hunter, you just won the 2010 Bridgestone Invitational, and you are the champion. How sweet does that sound? Oh, man, it sounds great. It sounds great. This is uh, obviously one of the big events on tour for us. I mean, this is 80 of the best players in the world, so it means a lot to have won. Yeah, I was really, really looking at that round and kind of, be honest with you, I was looking at some other fellas, and all of a sudden you came through. I talked to your caddy, and he told me you'd been working on a few things for a couple weeks. You went down and saw Sean Foley, and he just noticed a couple things in your stance and where you were coming through and getting through the shot, and then everything just started to click. Yeah. You know, just a couple of little things, you know, and um, once I started feeling the right things and saw the ball kind of returning to its normal shape, um, you know, I felt really comfortable. And I, I love this golf course. You know, I've played pretty well here over the years. So I knew it was there. And, um, you know, the putting was progressing, gotten better the past few weeks. So I knew I was close. My observations of watching you play from just a young guy through, you traditionally fare better on those traditional golf courses the robert trent jones the Tillinghast. do you feel that same way or do you just get geared up for something like that yeah well, this is an exceptional golf course i mean it's a perfect length it's long it's challenging off the tee gotta hit good iron shots in it um, they do a great job of making this golf course playable but tough you know and that's that's what you want as a player and these golf courses are they're timeless you know they're just they're gonna be good forever mm-hmm. in this round that the first round you started off at three with three straight 
birdies. Uh, that pretty much set the tone for you, huh? And then you finished the nine with two birdies. Yeah, I had a good putt on two, and it just kind of caught the edge and didn't go in. I mean, I spun a three, made a really good birdie on four. I mean, that hole's difficult just to hit the fairway, but I left myself a good putt for birdie and rolled it right in, and at five at two, per- hit a great shot on the par three and just rolled in a nice putt and uh, into to birdie nine. It was a nice little bonus. I mean, that's a that's kind of an awkward tee shot and um, smoked the drive down there and you know hit it tight. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Views from the Rough, and I'm your host Kevin Allen, and I'm with the 2010 Bridgestone Invitational Champion. Hunter, something life changing happened in your life, Pebble Beach weekend. Uh, you want to? explain a little bit about that and uh, the excitement that that does it compare to the excitement of winning a golf tournament the heart was pumping i know each time yeah it's um different but uh yeah i got engaged and um it's a different feeling for sure than i've ever had i was nervous and you know you don't know what to say you don't know what to do but um but yeah she's a great girl and i'm very very lucky and it's uh it's been a great year on, on a lot of different levels well, when we last spoke, you know, you had just won the FBR, and you were excited about a way a bunch of things were going for you, and naturally now, with this engagement, you're getting everything else in line in your life, and you're finding some continuity. Do you feel that that's going to really help you? Because there are so many ups and downs. Can you keep a level balance, or is this young lady going to be the balance keeper for you, and that's why you love her so much? Yeah, she's, she's just perfect for me, you know. She brings all the good stuff in me, and she makes me a better person, and she gives me the courage to do a lot of stuff, so. It's a great balance. It just adds some uh, substance to your life. Uh-huh. You know, golf is great, and I love to play it, but it's not everything, you know. And uh, so she she definitely completes me in a, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Hey, Whistling Straits coming up next week. Does it match you? Does it fit your game? You're a strong player, a physical player, and it takes that kind of player to master that course. Yeah, um... Well, you gotta you gotta put your tee shot in play there. You know, there's a lot of bunkers, a lot of rough. So you gotta put the ball in play, and you gotta you gotta play smarter on there. Um, it's you know conditions could be tough, could be windy. So you're gonna have to play well. You're gonna have to play well tee to green, and and you know give yourself. Uh, you know, just try to avoid doubles, you know, and any kind of major, you know, if you avoid the big number and keep yourself in play, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, remiss without saying, I'm looking at purple under armor. I'd love to have a shirt like that to wear the Ravens games, you know, because that's the color of royalty. This week, you are the royalty. Congratulations, Mr. Hunter Mayhan. May all the best happen to you, and uh, we'll see each other real soon. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Welcome back to Views from the Rough. I am very excited to be joined by a guy I'm going to refer to as the Rook. He's playing in his first PGA Championship this week at the famous Whistling Straits Golf Course in Kohler, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, Elkridge Club Director of Instruction, Dave Hutzel. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, Dave, how great is this for you? I mean, what is it like? Do you pinch yourself and say, I'm here? It's very exciting. I, you know, I was fortunate enough to play in a couple of regular tour events a few years back, but uh, it's been a while for me. And to play in a major championship is something I've looked forward to for a long time, and it's very exciting to be here. Well, in saying that, can you tell us a little bit about the journey? Because it has been a journey. I've watched you play on the state level and the mid-Atlantic PGA level for some time. And, you know, a little bit earlier today, I said, man, you've got game. You've got what it takes to compete with these guys. So it has been a journey for you to get here. Tell us a little bit about that journey. 
Well, you know, playing in our section events, we have a lot of strong players within our section, the Rick Schulers, the Chip Sullivans, and I could name, you know, a handful of others that have had a great deal of success playing golf professionally uh, at our section level and in PGA tournaments and major championships. So to uh, be able to play against guys of that level and that stature is only going to make you better. So, you know, anytime I can get out and test my game against those guys and see how I stack up, I think they can do nothing but positive things for your game. Yeah, the Mid-Atlantic section is traditionally a very strong section that serves and sends a couple of members each year to a PGA Championship, and we've had, you know, some national club pros being Chip, as you mentioned, and Wayne DeFrancisco a few years before that. So how satisfying, knowing that, I mean, you are essentially the first assistant. Joe Franz is your head pro. He can go out and play when he wants. You're cleaning up all the mess. You're taking care of all the members. So the work that goes into that, to be one of only 20 guys in 28,000 PGA members, have you ever thought about it in those terms and say, wow? I have. You know, um, doing what I do on a daily basis really doesn't lend itself to a whole lot of practice time. I honestly play golf about once a week, and, you know, I try to do that and spend that one day a week in a tournament if possible. And, you know, we have, uh, like I said, some great events to play in within our section, and it really does put things in perspective to me to uh, be able to go to our national championship and play four rounds plus practice rounds in preparation and get through that, finishing the top 20. You know, really, really makes you feel good, makes you feel good about your game, and really helps you to build some positive energy going into an event like this. Mm-hmm. You're just tuning in. You're listening to Views from the Rough, and I'm your host, Kevin Allen, and I'm joined by Elk Ridge professional, Dave Hutzel. Dave, uh, your preparation leading up to this, uh, you just don't go to a course like Whistling Straits and never see it and then hope to compete. What did you do in preparation? Well, I actually made a uh, quick trip up here a couple of weeks ago with my uh, head professional, Joe Franz, and we got in a couple quick rounds, and uh, it was great to uh, get a feel for the golf course, although it was extremely wet. They had about five or six inches of rain just before we got here, but more than anything, to get my uh, sight lines off the tee, figure out you know, a strategy, basically, and uh, it also gave me a chance to uh, meet my caddy. I picked up a local caddy from up here and get to know one another, and he certainly uh, was doing his homework on my game while I was up here. So, you know, I think that was probably the most important thing was to get up here and actually get an early look. Who was the most important influence in your life? And I'm talking outside of golf that really has made the difference for you to be able to compete at this level. I have to say my father. He really instilled some strong family values and, you know, he was a very down-to-earth guy and uh, I miss him a lot. Lost him a couple of years ago to cancer. And I think about him awful lot while I'm on the golf course. And, you know, he loved to play the game. He wasn't a scratch player by any means. But, uh, you know, he'd play three, four times a week with my father-in-law, who we both kind of introduced to the game. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about him. And, you know, of course, today on the 10th tee, you know, when I teed it up, I just felt like he was there with me. Yeah, the couple times, you know, that I've been able to follow you more than a couple of times, photograph you, you have a good, hardcore group of friends. And then there was dad. Dad was always there. And we reflected just the other day when we talked about the family picture that I was able to take at Valhalla and him mm-hmm. being there. And that was real special. And Pops was always good to me, too. And I think about him when I see you. It's, it's synonymous. You two together as a team. Hey, inside of golf, who's been your biggest influence? 
Oh, that's a good question. You know, there's been a lot of people. You know, I've had friends who, you know, that weren't even professionals that kind of helped me along the way. Even when I was just beginning to play, you know, uh, a friend of mine, Paul Long, when I was working the grounds crew at Mount Pleasant Golf Course while I was in college, you know, I met him and he, he taught me a lot about the history of the game. You know, he was an, an avid golfer and a fan of the game of golf. You know, once I kind of got into the business, you know, there were the Bob Dolans at Columbia Country Club that I worked for. Special man. Um, and he was fantastic. You know, Joe's been a nice influence on me since I've been at Elkridge. We do a lot of good things together there at the club, you know, to promote the game of golf. There's been a lot, and it's hard to, to pick just one. You know, this game, you get so many influences from many directions. You know, I worked with Don Trahan on my golf game a lot when I was in South Carolina and over the years, you know, when I needed some help with my swing, and he's been a great influence to me also in, in my teaching. So, you know, there's been a lot, and to pick just one would be really difficult, I think. Yeah, if you say Don Trahan, some folks may not know but recognize that last name. Yes, that is DJ Trahan's father and is one of the most formidable elite teachers in this country. So you've been around some great people. I love Bobby Dolan big time for me. Mm -hmm. Hey, what can you take from this experience to make your game better? From what you've got here and what you've seen already in these early rounds, do you feel that you can take something that's going to make you a better player? You know, you have to put things in perspective. Nobody hits it perfectly. Even the best players in the world hit poor shots from time to time. And it's how you deal with it. You know, I teach my students that all the time, that everybody's going to miss hit shots. you got to learn to deal with those mistakes. Forget about it and move on to the next shot. And if you can you can recover, you know, that's one of the most important things in this game, you know. All it takes is one good recovery shot, next thing you know, you're saving par. And if you can make pars, it's usually not too bad of a score. Especially in a major championship. But now you are a teacher a lot at your club. How can you become a better teacher for this? And then we've already touched on the psychological end, and that's where this game really, really plays out is, is playing a psychological game in a chess match and playing within yourself. Do you feel that way? Absolutely. You know, I have lots of students who, you know, have certain limitations, sometimes physical, and basically you have to deal with what you're given. You know, we can all work on our strength, flexibility, those kinds of things. I think that's extremely important, just being here and seeing how many guys are in the, the workout rooms, how many guys are getting help from personal trainers. They're taking this as a job. It's their job. It's their business. So they're not going to leave any stone unturned. And, you know, I think if four players did that, you know, maybe not necessarily at that you know level of preparation, but take the time to walk and play golf. If you have the time, you have the ability to walk, I think that's the way the game should be played. Unfortunately, these days, people are trying to get around as quickly as they can. The golf courses are sometimes forcing that on them. But if you can walk, it can you know, really do a lot for your strength and your stamina and make you stronger on those last few holes when it can really count. Yeah, the game of golf gives it all to you if you'll just let it give it to you instead of you know, pushing it away. David, I'm going to have to wrap this up. You've been so kind to me through the years. I see that big smile, big hawking guy that you are. But I think it's safe to say that I'm I'm not a PGA member, but if I could speak for all the fellas in the Mid-Atlantic section, they're rooting you on and they're wishing you all their best representing their section, the Mid-Atlantic section of the PGA. So go get them and knock them dead. I'll do my best. Thank you, David. Next, I'll be joined by the voice of CBS Sports, Jim Nance, when Views from the Rough continues. For the past several years, Bob Duff, a Northern Virginia businessman and baseball fanatic, has been giving back to the kids of the Washington area the passion of fun and playing baseball. With the help of many of his friends and former and current Major League Baseball players, 
Bob has set up clinics and camps for kids anywhere from 6 to 22 years of age in the downtown Washington, Baltimore, and their suburban areas. Many of these kids come from at-risk areas and situations where there's just one parent or none at home. By learning to play baseball, no matter what their ages, these kids have something positive that they can work on, approve upon, and look forward to. Join Bob and his special group of friends by going to DiamondDreamFoundation.org and learn more about their sponsorship opportunities, their activities, and how you, too, can be a volunteer for this very special group. You can reach them by calling 703-409-9556. That's 703-409-9556. Hello, sports fans. This is Bruce Hall. I've been filling corporate and private orders for sporting event and concert tickets for the past 26 years. Whether it's to a local or regional sporting event like a Redskins or Ravens game or a Nationals or Orioles game or to any NFL or Major League Baseball game anywhere in the country, I'll find you the ticket that you, your friends, or your associates are looking for. Since 1984, I've been filling the hardest to fill orders for every major sporting event in the country. Whether it's the Masters in Augusta, Georgia in April or the Super Bowl wherever it may be located in February, I'll have every type of ticket to the event available. Whether it's just the ticket to the event or a complete package, including transportation, accommodations, and hospitality, putting that together is never a problem. Feel free to contact me or leave me a message 24-7 at 1-800-466-4748. That's 1-800-466-4748. Call me, Bruce Hall, for the finest in quality sports entertainment. Hi, this is Kevin Allen. You know me is the host of Views from the Rough Golf Talk Show, but in real life, I'm a professional photographer. For over 20 years, my photography company, Impact Images, has been providing same-day photography services for some of the largest celebrity golf tournaments, not only in the Mid-Atlantic area, but all over the United States. Passing clients include Booz Allen, Major League Baseball alumni, American Heart Association, NFL Players Association, Maryland Basketball, and the Gary Williams Invitational. Impact Images is a unique photography service that my associates and I show you how to make money from having a photographer instead of spending money on a photographer. One of the important parts of Impact Images is that we provide you with 50 photographs from my private collection of photography from events that I've covered all over the sports world. Call 443 338-8333 and let Impact Images make your charity golf tournament a success. ESPN Radio 1300, the sports station. Welcome back to Views from the Rough, and I'm joined by 
the guy that really inspires me every week, the reason I'm doing this and got into this, was my good pal, Jim Nance. Thank you, Kev. You're awful kind, and it's always a pleasure to see you out here on the tour and following the world's greatest players. They definitely are the world's greatest players, and they humble you a bit when you think that you're putting a good round together, and then you see a fellow like Tiger struggle the way we've seen him struggle. Probably never have seen him struggle like this. After the day's over, we're going to have a score that's uh, unlike any other. Well, I think that uh, there's just got to be so much floating around in his head right now that He's just on uh, overload, overdrive, and, uh, you know, trying to balance your life and trying to get time with your kids and trying to sort out all of this. He's got to be short-circuiting. You know, you know it's not going to be like this forever for him. I and mean, he's the kind of guy that, you know, if he gets the right swing coach, I think he's probably going to be finding one pretty soon. You know, it can change in a day for him. Right. Some of the things that I noticed yesterday, I was out early with him, body language. His body language is completely changed, and it could be a lot mentally on it. But I saw body language between Stevie, the separation. I don't know if you noticed yeah, it in well, your yeah. broadcast. Yeah. Something on there, your analogy, or have you talked to Nick and he made a couple points? Well, I just think that uh, you know they're not accustomed to playing golf like that. It was it was like watching somebody you'd never seen play before. It, it was not Tiger you were watching. This was a totally different person yesterday. And you could see it in the way he carried himself. You could see it in the way that Steve Williams was walking around the golf course. I think they were in just total disbelief the way things worked out in Akron. Your thoughts on a young man who's probably put one of the finest years together. There's two guys, Jeff Overton, but more importantly, Matt Kuchar. This guy's been in the top yeah. ten every time he's played, and he's gone unnoticed. Yeah. Nobody talks about him. You know, those two, um, Overton's kind of burst onto the scene this year. Cooch burst onto the scene as an amateur and then disappeared for a while. It's neat to see how he's worked his way back now to be a premier player. Overton's going to be a big-time talent for a long time, Kevin. I'm just I'm convinced of that after I saw the Greenbrier tournament. You know, Appleby chased him down and beat him. But Overton is an interesting guy. He's kind of hard to compare to anyone out here. He's uh, very emotional, very jumpy and jittery, very long off the tee plays with great fire and determination. I really find all of those things that he does kind of endearing. I, I look for him to be a tremendous talent at the top of the game. I really do. You've seen a lot of fellas come and go. How about all of this young talent? Uh, you said with an exclamation point at Quail Hollow with Rory. Uh, these guys are putting numbers and scores together consistently. The Ricky Fowlers, I kind of thought that Ricky wouldn't hold it together. He's a young kid. Uh, and then Justin Rose came through. And there's another kid who was lost for a little bit. He's come back. He now has this confidence. Well, I think it's the story of the year in golf. I really do. Not only the emergence of the international players over here on U.S. soil, particularly those from the U.K., but I really think the overriding story is the 20-somethings taking over the game of golf and becoming fearless and ready to go out and take on anybody. Uh, I think that 2010 is kind of a landmark year. It's a year where I think we change the way we look at the top of the sport. Uh, it's been all Tiger, and then everybody that's you know willing to try to deal with Tiger and try to stay in his sphere as, as long as they can. And, of course, with his uh, self-imposed absence from the game and he comes back and he's not playing well, these kids, this next generation, has they've seized the moment. And I, I think, in a way, it's kind of all related. You know, there's just not a guy that's at the top that everybody in their heart that believes they can't beat. There's just not that player anymore. It's exciting time for the game. It's not to say Tiger's not going to come back and win more tournaments and more majors, but there are certainly more credentialed players than ever before. I think it's a thrilling and a necessary step in the game of golf. I really do. That was going to be my next question. Do you think that this is a beneficiary to the game, the overall growth of the game of golf? Are we seeing something here that 
we've gotten stagnant. We know when Tiger wins, the ratings go up. But for more people to get involved, we're seeing this diversity of players from all over the world yeah. come in. It's really global. I mean, you, you know, you got McElroy from Northern Ireland, Ishikawa from Japan, Oost Hazen from South Africa. I think it's a good thing. I mean, I'm, I'm not dealing in television ratings here. I'm just dealing with the, you know, who's going to be sitting on top of the sport. And I'm not sure it's going to be any one guy, but there are a lot of really qualified, gifted players. And I find it tremendously exciting. As a golf fan who always looked at it as exciting, if Phil won or if Tiger won, and I never try to, like, tie that to a television Nielsen rating. I just find, as a lover of the game, this is a really important year for the game. I I just see such a step forward where people now have got this fearlessness that I haven't seen in a long time. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Views from the Rough, and I'm your host, Kevin Allen, and I'm with the one and only Jim Nance. Jim, uh, we're coming into the PGA Championship. A little preview from you. You've been out on tour a bit more than I have, and see all the fellas coming together. Who could be peaking next week? A little analysis of the course. We know it's a real, real well, tough course. It's, a, it's, it's like playing in, the, in Europe. It's like playing in Ireland or Scotland, and uh, I find it tremendously exciting and beautiful to watch. Uh, we were there in 04 when... Uh, VJ won the PGA. It's so hard to say. I mean, who would have picked Lusthausen at St. Andrews? So, how do you know? I think McElroy, though, is a, a guy that I think McElroy and Mickelson have to kind of be my two favorites with Ernie Els right there also. But picking golf tournaments, as you know, is, is almost impossible. With it being a year, though, where it's the international players and it's the roaring 20s, if you will, if you take the best of those two scenarios, that would give you McElroy to me. We're coming up after that. Captain Corey Pavin has some tough decisions ahead. Does he pick Tiger if Tiger wants to play is kind of the buzzword that we're hearing now. But how much pressure is it on Captain Pavin to pick a team that can match up to some Europeans? We're not just the guys that are winning, but the Molinari brothers, Masaros, that European contingent. As they say, paybacks could be heck from Valhalla. Well, I think that you can almost feel the team like the old days of GBNI, Great Britain and Ireland. You know, you don't even need to go beyond that with McDowell and McElroy and Westwood if he's healthy and Poulter. I mean, it just keeps on going. But since it's all of Europe, I mean, you could really have enough talent there to pick two teams. It's going to be a tough, tough place for the U.S. to win. But they'll have a lot of young, hungry, first-time guys. Uh, that should mean a negative to most people. You don't have the Ryder Cup experience, but maybe they're going to be fearless. You know, a Kuchar's probably going to be on that team. Overton's going to be on that team. Uh, it's it's going to be um, fascinating to see after it all gets washed out who's in there at the end of the PGA in the top eight, and then who do you lean on for the next four picks. But the U.S. will be the underdog. There's no question about it. I mean, it's been a phenomenal year for golf out of the European guys, and uh, I would expect that they'll go into the into the Ryder Cup competition expecting to win there at uh, in, in Wales. Yeah, and the one thing that we have to our advantage as the United States team is we have to only gain a half a point less to retain the cup. So, that, so that's a good thing. That's true. But, I, you know, that you just match it up right now. Experience and playing in 2010, they've got the hot hand. But, you know, in the Ryder Cup, it's all about momentum. Guy gets a hot hand, goes and wins four of his five matches. You just never know. I've got you here. We started football season yesterday huh. with the induction of the Hall of Fame and the and the Hall of Fame game. Little insights. I know you do your scouting, and you and Phil go back and forth a little a little NFL football. How my Ravens going to look? I think the Ravens going to be good. I mean, they got Anquan Bolden. They've got more options there for Flacco to throw to. They got Rice, who may be the most versatile running back in the game. Another year out of Flacco. I love the coach, though. It all starts with John Harbaugh, and uh, I'm expecting that our crew. 
which gets to do the best AFC game every week, will be seeing the Ravens on a regular basis. I really do. Yeah, You don't get to see the other end of, of my broadcast, the Washington Redskins. This new team, Shanahan Allen, they're putting some things together here. Do you see that they're going to have an immediate difference on what's the attitude that's there? Oh, Mike Shanahan, there'll be a big difference. We had him for years over in Denver. We had a steady diet of Broncos games, and I'm excited for, for Coach Shanahan to be back in the game. He'll win, and it won't take long. Well, Jim, I know you got a busy schedule ahead of you. You've always made time for me. Thanks, I love you, brother, Thanks, and I brother. appreciate everything. I'm proud of him, my man. Uh-huh. Always good to be on your show. For the past several years, Bob Duffy, Northern Virginia businessman and baseball fanatic, has been giving back to the kids of the Washington area the passion of fun and playing baseball. With the help of many of his friends and former and current Major League Baseball players, Bob has set up clinics and camps for kids anywhere from 6 to 22 years of age in the downtown Washington, Baltimore, and their suburban areas. Many of these kids come from at-risk areas and situations where there's just one parent or none at home. By learning to play baseball, no matter what their ages, these kids have something positive that they can work on, approve upon, and look forward to. Join Bob and his special group of friends by going to DiamondDreamFoundation.org and learn more about their sponsorship opportunities, their activities, and how you, too, can be a volunteer for this very special group. You can reach them by calling 703-409-9556. That's 703-409-9556. Five, six. Open since 1999 in the Potomac Play Shopping Center in the heart of Potomac Village. The River Falls Market is a local favorite for fresh gourmet foods and fully prepared meals. They specialize in the freshest hand-selected seafood, hand-cut USDA prime beef, and fully prepared foods. Their in-house chefs create amazing entrees, appetizers, side dishes, soups, and desserts for a complete gourmet meal at home. The River Falls Market carries a fine selection of beer and wine and is the only place in Potomac to purchase cold beer and wine during the week and the only place to buy beer and wine on Sundays. They have an extensive pickup catering menu available online at riverfallsmarket.com. You can now order their famous Cadillac crab cakes for shipping nationwide on their website, riverfallsmarket.com. River Falls Market is located at 10124 River Road in the heart of Potomac Village. Their phone number is 301-765-8001. That's 301-765-8001. Hi, this is Kevin Allen. You know me as the host of Views from the Rough Golf Talk Show, but in real life, I'm a professional photographer. For over 20 years, my photography company, Impact Images, has been providing same-day photography services for some of the largest celebrity golf tournaments, not only in the Mid-Atlantic area, but all over the United States. Passing clients include Booz Allen, Major League Baseball alumni, American Heart Association, NFL Players Association, Maryland Basketball, and the Gary Williams Invitational. Impact Images is a unique photography service that my associates and I show you how to make money from having a photographer instead of spending money on a photographer. One of the important parts of Impact Images is that we provide you with 50 photographs from my private collection of photography from events that I've covered all over the sports world. Call 443-838-8333 and let Impact Impact Images, make your charity golf tournament a success.
Thank you for joining me for another week of Views from the Rough. I'd like to thank this week's guest, Ryder Cup team member Hunter Mahan, and a proud American and CBS golf analyst, David Faraday, and Mid-Atlantic PGA professional, David Hustle. And a big thank you to my friend and inspiration, Mr. Jim Nance. If you missed any of the show and would like to listen to it again, be sure to go to viewsfromtherough.com. Also, if you're on Facebook, you can follow me by going to facebook.com forward slash views from the rough. Until next week, may all your drives land in the short grass and may all your greens be a one putt. 